0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may be hearing. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and we are in episode 331 of the Bible Bites as we continue reading through the scriptures, and I'm still working to catch up, but I'm almost there. And today my reading is, uh, the the part that I'm going to speak about is found in Romans chapter 12 and 13, so it'll be fairly short today. And we're almost done with the book of Romans, and we'll continue through the scriptures, um, reading and testifying and speaking of what God is laying on my heart to share with you. In chapter 12 of Romans, I want to read verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to speak about these two verses just for a moment. These this is a great prayer to pray daily that that this will be uh, your situation every single day. Notice that he says to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Now this sounds. A little bit like an oxymoron. But what he's talking about here is that we present ourselves dead to sin and dead to self and alive to God. Submitted and obedient and humble before him on a daily basis. Not conformed to the world, but rather transformed, metamorphosed. In other words, changed. And renewed by the renewing of our mind, and we do that through the Word of God, the truth. Every day, be reading the Word of God. Every day, let the Word of God be speaking to you. Renew your mind to the truth every single day, that we may prove the will of God. And this word is talking about what is tried and true, to test it, to assay it. It's like you would assay gold and and prove its value. And that's what it's talking about here, the will of God, the good, perfect, and acceptable will of the Lord. He talks later about how every person has a measure of faith. Every person, you have a measure of faith. And our faith can be increased according to the word of God. Even the disciples and the uh, centurion, I believe it was the centurion. One of those that came to Jesus said, Lord, increase my faith. I do believe, but increase my faith. So we realize that we have a measure, but we need to let it grow. And it said in verse um, 17 of chapter 10 of Romans that faith comes through hearing the rhema of God. And so we have to be into the logos of God to let the Holy Spirit speak to us, the rhema of God, that will increase our faith. I want to read verse 4 and 5 to you. Because Paul uh, begins speaking about that in this section. And he talks about it here for quite a few verses. Verse 4 and 5 says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So he's just using an illustration here. And he says, you know, your body, your physical body is comprised of a bunch of different members. You know, you've got your heart, you've got your lungs, you've got your hands, you've got your fingers, you've got your fingernails, you've got your knees, you've got your brain, you've got, you know, your eyes and your ears. I mean, there's just all kinds of parts that make up the whole of the body. And every one of those parts, by God's beautiful design, has its own function. And when all function in their place together, the whole of the body prospers. The whole of the body accomplishes things. So when the brain tells the um, the hand to write and the hand writes, then there's an accomplishment there. When the the brain tells the feet to travel and to move and to go somewhere, then we accomplish things by doing that so there's a connection but there's many different functions the feet move us places the hand does things the heart pumps the blood that's necessary in every cell in our body so i mean there's all kinds of different functions but we have one body many members so then he goes and he talks about the different functions he he lists some of those here we'll find other chapters later where Paul also goes into detail about gifts and callings of God. He lists a few here, and so I want to talk about those. So, some of the ones that he, he lists specifically here are gifts that differ, but they are all together needed for the function of the body prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhortation, generosity, or giving of finances, or time, or talents. Leadership and mercy showing forth mercy, all of those are important gifts that God gives to the body, and He gives different people different tasks to do in the body. One of the main callings that I personally have is a is as a teacher that's what I'm called to do, and so you know my job is to be a, be one who is teaching the body, the word of God, and bringing that understanding. Because even Solomon said, in all your wisdom, in all your getting, get understanding. Next, he goes into a lot of these remaining chapters of the book of Romans are dedicated to practical Christian living in the world around us. That's how I would term these sections, I guess, if you will. Because we are in the world, but we are not supposed to be of the world. So Paul gives us specific instructions about doing that, beginning here, and even all through the New Testament, we will find that to be true in the other epistles. He speaks about having sincere love, hating evil, clinging to good, having brotherly love and kindness one with another, not being lazy, but being diligent, having a burning, fervent spirit in serving the Lord. Rejoicing in the expectation of good, being patient in troubling times, praying continually and steadfastly, even when we don't see answers right away, helping people, being hospitable and welcoming to people, blessing our persecutors even is listed here, sharing with each other in the sense that when when one is rejoicing, we rejoice with them. And congratulate them when one is weeping in grief or whatever. We care about them and weep with them and carry their burdens to the Lord and share in that with them. Having unity in mind with other believers. Not being high-minded, but being uh, loving even to the lowly and to the humble. Not being wise in our own eyes. Not repaying evil with evil. Esteeming always good things. Living at peace with others, striving for that as much as it is possible with us, he says, to live at peace. Not being revengeful. In other words, controlling and resisting our wrath, pushing it back and and denying it place. But trusting rather God, God to have the vengeance for us. Being good to even our enemies, not overcoming with evil. But overcoming evil, not allowing evil to overcome us, but uh, overcoming evil with good. And these things are great advice for daily Christian living in the faith. Then in chapter 13, he begins with a section talking about the Christians and government. He speaks about how God established government. Now, not all government functions this way. There can be evil and corruption in government. And sometimes there can be occasions when we are to resist that and resist tyranny and other things in the right way. There's a godly way to do everything. But God appointed government as ministers to help society function well. Um, So his purpose, he had a good purpose in establishing government part of it is to deal with evildoers the other is to allow the good and those who are doing right to freely operate and enjoy life the government is designed to be ministers of god that will uphold righteousness and, and push back against evil for instance let me just give you one example this is just a very brief uh, easy example for us to understand The highway patrol in our land is designed so that they catch those who are breaking traffic laws, whether it's speeding. Why? Because speeding endangers innocent people. It endangers everyone, including the driver, whoever it is. Um, If people are driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, it endangers people. So God's design is that there would be laws in place and people to enforce those laws in place for the protection of the whole of the people, for the protection of everyone. So, you know, if you want to do good and you want to be able to live freely and and not get in trouble, you, you obey the laws, the traffic laws that are in place. If you, you know, break them, then there there's someone that is designed to be able to punish you, to pull that back and to suppress that so that other innocent people aren't suffering the consequences of wrong choices. He goes on and he speaks about the priority of love here. He talks in verse 8 <clears throat> about owing nobody anything. Now, obviously, we all wish we could live in a day when that was true financially. It may not be true for all of us financially, but his desire and God's desire is that we be free of that because when we do owe people, we are slave to the lender. The scriptures are plain about that, but he says rather he gives priority to loving one another. That's the point To to operate by love because when we operate by love, we fulfill the whole of the law. He says If we truly love our neighbor, we're not going to commit adultery. We're not going to murder. We're not going to steal. We're not going to lie about them. We're not going to covet what they have. But if we love our neighbor as ourselves, we fulfill the law, the whole of that part of the law. Jesus summed it up this way. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's the first and greatest commandment, all your soul, your spirit, your mind, every part of you. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And the, the whole of the law hang on those two things. And so Paul is drawing on that here, but specifically in how we deal with one another. So he's dealing with those commandments. And he says if we love each other in the way that we should, we have fulfilled all of those six commandments that deal with interpersonal relationships and relating to one another. I want to read to you as we draw down to a close here in the end of chapter 13. I do want to read verses 11 through 14 to you. And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. So Paul ends this particular chapter speaking about how it's high time that we wake up And boy, is that not true? Today, the church must wake up and recognize the season that we are in. We are so much closer. He says this even then, 2,000 years ago when he wrote this, he said this about how our salvation, meaning the coming of the Lord, the redemption that we're longing for, that rescue and that ability to be with him is far closer and nearer than it was when we first started believing, it gets nearer to us every single day. And so he says, in these times that we are living in, cast off all works of darkness. Put on armor of light. Put on those things that, that please the Lord. Clothe yourselves with the armor of God. Clothe yourselves clothe yourself with what pleases the Lord and what is in accordance with his light and his character. And walk properly, soberly, wisely, carefully cleanly, free of immorality, free of offense, and free of envy with no competition one among another. Clothe yourself with Jesus, with his character, with who he is, and don't give place for the flesh to operate in your life. So Paul is giving us now more and more clear and practical instructions on how to live a godly and victorious life in the world in which we live. I pray this is a blessing to you, and Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you today. In Jesus' name.